Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded, the podcast that dives deep into what it is that makes athletes tick. Uh, on this episode, I'm joined by Kevin Goldberg. Kevin is an ultra distance runner, he is a coach, and he also works at Training Peaks. We recorded this episode live at the Endurance Coaching Summit uh, in Boulder, Colorado. ECS is a conference that's held yearly uh, and hosted by Training Peaks. Uh, it's a place where thought leaders in the coaching uh, industry and endurance sports space come to talk about the art, science, and business of coaching. Um, and Kevin was nice enough and gracious enough to meet me in my hotel room very early in the morning to record this podcast. So thanks to Kevin. Um, Kevin and I had a great chat. Him and I see eye to eye on a lot of things related to uh, endurance sports, uh, to coaching, to training, philosophy, the mental aspects of training. Uh, and so I was really eager to get him on the show. He has uh, put forth a really aggressive goal for this racing season, uh, and it's something that I was really excited to learn more about. It's certainly something um, that pushes the mind and the body to the limits, uh, and I was interested to talk to him more about how he copes with the challenges that he's set out to accomplish. Um, he dives into how it is he stays motivated for his really ambitious goals, how he compartmentalizes training, how he defines expectations, um, a lot of really fantastic um, topics that I think are going to be really applicable to athletes of all disciplines and all ability levels. Um, and so Kevin and I had a great, great conversation, and I think it's something that um, that you'll really enjoy and be able to apply directly to your own training uh, and racing. As always, you can find more information on all the topics that we cover uh, on Endurance Minded at TEC, um, and that's thomasendurancecoaching.com. Our blog is full of great resources from all of our coaches, uh, as well as uh, videos. We host our podcast there as well. Um, you can also reach out to a coach uh, to talk more about what it means to have a personal relationship um, with a, uh, an expert coach to help you reach your goals. You can reach out to us and talk about training plans, uh, about customized training, consultations, and lots more. So again, feel free to visit thomasendurancecoaching.com to get more information uh, on, uh, on how we can help you pursue some aggressive goals, much like Kevin has set out to do. Uh, enjoy my chat with Kevin Goldberg. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. Uh, today with me on the show I have Kevin Goldberg. Um, Kevin's an ultramarathon runner, uh, works with Training Peaks, um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to let him tell us a little bit about ourselves. How are you doing this morning, Kevin? Good, Taylor. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, absolutely. So you've been up to some pretty cool stuff this summer. Um, and I won't try to explain that. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about what's, what's been going on in your life. Yeah, sure. Um, it certainly seemed cool <laughs> before I started doing it all. Um, I am in the midst of, uh, running the triple crown of two hundreds. Um, they're, uh, trail running events put on by destination trail. Um, there's three 200 plus, uh, trail races in the U S uh, Bigfoot 200. Tahoe 200 and Moab 240. Um, we're done with two of them, so because the extra 40 miles is why, important. Yeah, <laughs> why not, right? It's just 
So, uh, so you're in, you just finished the second one. Yep. So Bigfoot 200 was in August. Uh, Tahoe 200 was just this, uh, earlier this week, last weekend. Yep. Um, and now, uh, Moab 240 is October 11th. So you've had, what is that? Like, uh, what you had three or four weeks between each? Yeah. Other? Depending on when you finish the race, it's about three and a half weeks of, uh, <laughs> of, of, of yeah. If you run really fast, yeah. you get more recovery. Exactly. Time. It's yeah. incentive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, uh, so you're, you've, uh, your background, I assume you've done a lot more, uh, other endurance ultra distance races like you didn't just dive into 200s i didn't just dive into 200s um <clears throat> if you look at my ultra sign up page it kind of looks like i did um you know i've got plenty of 50ks plenty of 50s 100ks on there i only have 100 miler um which is really the only distance that can prepare you for something like these 200s um but i've done a lot of fast packing i've done the john muir trail fast i've done wonderland trail fast i've done a lot of these unsupported um multi-day in the mountains on my own um, kind of adventures. And, and that really prepares you well for these 200s. So I think that's been a huge help. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know you'd done the, the JMT and the Wonderland. That's super cool. Yeah. So I got to imagine like multi-day fast pack stuff like that. That's kind of your, that's got to be a good, a good prep. Yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, and that's what I, that's kind of what I liked before I got into ultra marathoning. Um, then I realized, you know, I could do this, but I could spend way more money to do it. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't I pay someone yeah. to have the yeah. same experience? Right. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could do this for free yeah. in the National Forest. Right, but yeah. I want to spend more money. So here we are. <laughs> that's the beauty of, uh, of ultra racing. Right. You, can, you can have this experience for free in the mountains, right. or you can pay exorbitant amounts of money to have the same experience with eight stages. To get a cheap belt buckle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do anything for a belt yeah. buckle. Oh, absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've chased uh, ridiculous goals for a shiny belt buckle yeah that's my why <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 what we're gonna call it yeah we're gonna call the show uh it's all for the belt buckle. yeah <laughs> um so you know i think uh one of the reasons obviously i wanted to have you on was because <clears throat> and really my i guess my fascination with ultra distance sports in general is that you know you you prepare the body kind of to a certain extent, right? And I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on this. But um, you prepare the body to a certain extent, and then, you know, then the mind takes over, right? Like, yeah. really, there's no kind of real way to, to physically prepare for something like 200 miles. You get tired, you're going to be super sore, you know? And and I've, you know, ran some ultra-distance races, not, not that long, but um, I always know... For me, the body kind of falls away at some point, or at certain, or at, at varying points throughout the race, you have these kind of real highs and real lows, and the mind takes over. And so, yeah, I'm curious to kind of get your, um, like, what's it like going through the 200? Like, you know, mentally, you know, are you, um, yeah, I don't know, just maybe. Just yeah, curious to kind of hear what that sounds like because that's double the longest running distance I've ever done, <laughs> and that blows my mind. So, yeah. Um, no, totally. I, I think the, um, you know, the, the muscle between your ears is, is certainly one of the most important. It, it separates, uh, I think it separates the DNF from the knot, you know, I mean, cause right. it, you know, you could, like you said, you can only get yourself so far physically and then it comes down to how much do you want this? Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, being mentally prepared for just how hard it's going to be and to realize that there's going to be, you know, 
low after low after low after low, um, especially in these 200s. That's something I learned is, you know, in a 100 or a shorter race, you might, you know, you might have that one real low moment. But in the 200s, there could be 15 of them, um, you know, and that, that's not to say there's not highs in between there. But um, there's certainly far more lows as you go through night one, night two, night three, potentially night four. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you can, you know, certainly work on that in training, but, um, really the place to best, best work on it is during those races and, and just from experience and, you know, you learn something each race. Um, yeah. it all goes back to how much you, you want that finish. And I think if you want it enough, you'll find the, the way to mentally work that out and realize that, you know, you can get it. Um, yeah. You'd mentioned, <clears throat> uh, kind of working on it and training, that was one of the things I was interested in or or something I always think about. You know, I think people, and you might run into this with talking to folks at Training Peaks, but, you know, this, a lot of folks I feel like have the idea that as fitness increases, uh, training becomes easier, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, if you are fit, then things just get easier and I think with ultra distance sports in particular and may, or maybe more specifically ultra distance running um I, I've I've found and I and I think kind of would argue that like that's not really the the, the desired outcome of training right mm-hmm. like do you feel like like what's that like for you are you are you putting yourselves and putting yourself in positions to be to push that mental piece during training and kind of try to evolve that and like you know purposely be uncomfortable or I don't know what, what's, you know, what's your process? Yeah. Cause I feel like it's gotta be different right? It, I mean, for everybody. Yeah. I think it is really different for everyone. It's a good question. Um, and I'm not sure what the right answer is for me. I kind of look at it as you, you do have to put yourself in these uncomfortable situations to, to, you know, know what that feels like, but you also don't want to jeopardize your training. Um, right. you know, I, people ask me, well, do you practice sleep deprivation and train at night? And the answer is for the most part, no, because that sleep is more important to me you know, um, right. I, and I don't want to jeopardize the, the next week of training by, you know, putting myself out there all night and, um, you know, bonking and, and, and losing sleep. So, um, for the most part, my training is pretty, um, quote unquote easy, you know, uh, from, from a mental, from a, you know, putting myself in uncomfortable situation perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do the work, I put in a lot of volume. I, I, uh, I work with a coach, but, um, I'm not really out there at night. I'm not out there on, um, you know, low sleep, um, which yeah. are, which are scenarios that, you know, you need to be able to do for these races. But, um, for me, I don't train for it. Um, I tackle it when I'm out there because I want my training to go smoothly and, and, uh, and be able to recover. Um, so that's how yeah. I've approached it. I know people who do it the other way. Um, so I'm not saying my way is the right way, but, um, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I think, <clears throat> cause I have heard a lot of different, opinions or, or takes on it you know but i think but inevitably too i think you like you're going out for these big like you say you got high volume so that's that's a lot of run hours right mm-hmm. so in those <clears throat> um in those experiences of those training runs you're inevitably going through right i mean it's just like natural yeah. you, you're gonna feel not great during those right. runs too you're gonna have to push yourself and that's gonna kind of going to develop those skill sets yeah right to some degree yeah and still you know, not be able to uh stay up all night and right not sleep yeah. yeah yeah i remember when i've had some people that i've ran with that have you know been like hey, should we 
we start at, you know, one in the morning? Right. And I'm like, yeah. no. We should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, like, like you said, like, yeah, I think there is a balance there. Like, you got to go to work and, right. Got, right, you know, you can't just, can't be dead all week. Right. You know, and so and it's hard enough to balance the volume piece. Right. Um, yeah, the way, I, I mean, I look at it as, you know, uh, when that happens during the race, I'll, I'll take it on as it comes. And, you know, I'm not going to um, trash myself, you know, on a regular week to, to get that, you know, 1 a.m. run in, run from 1 to 7, go to work. Um, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I raced a lot this year during training. Um, I think that, you know, those are great ways to kind of simulate, you know, shorter distances, of course, but, um, simulate, you know, what it's going to be like to race and use aid stations and come across things that, that, you know, problems that might occur when you start pushing yourself a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. what's your, uh, what's, what's the, I feel like, <clears throat> um, you know, people use different tools, right? Like you get out there and you're, I mean, so you're at Tahoe, you're hiking around the rim, it's the middle of the night, you know, do you have, I'm always interested in people's, kind of, you know, mental self-talk and tools, right? Sure. You used to like navigate these low points because the, you know, the real option is that like, you don't have to do it, right? right? Like you sure. can just shut it down, like yeah. go to an aid station yeah. and be like, I'm over it. I don't right. want to do it anymore. And, yeah. But you, but for whatever reason... Yeah. Right. And I think that's the piece I guess I'm, tr- I'm always trying to get at is like, for whatever reason, whatever that reason is, you don't do that. Right. You keep cruising through the aid stations, even though you feel miserable right. and it's awful. Like, so yeah, like what's, what do you, what do you do? And you know, when it gets bad? Um, well, yeah. I mean, not only could you call it quits at the aid station and, and call it quits for good, you could just wait until it's light out. I mean, plenty of people, you know, will just, yeah. you know, just, you could just stay at the aid station and, and, you know, you'll be pushing cutoffs, but you could still finish. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I don't do that because I, I want to do, you know, go as fast as I can go. Um, and the nights are hard. I mean, there's no, no sugarcoating it. Like once that sun goes down, it, 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 you do want to stop and, and call it quits. Um, to answer the question, how do I get through it? I, I don't know. I, I have all seasons of The Office downloaded on my phone. I just pop one of those on. And, do you really? Yeah, I listen to The Office in the middle of the woods at night. That's incredible. Um, but uh, That's the move. I mean, that's like, that's the secret. Yeah, that's the secret right there. <laughs> I've never, yeah. I, I, I might be the only person that does that, yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as, I mean, self-talk, you know, I, I like to do, um, I like to do math-like equations as to, like, how I can get through the night. Like, mm-hmm. here's how long it's going to take. If I'm moving at this pace, here's where it's going to put me. Right. And that's going to set me up for the potential of this finish. Um, and you got to be careful with that. You don't want to start that stuff too early, but, um, yeah, you know, okay. I, li- I like, um, I like kind of figuring out, you know, okay, I'm moving, you know, three miles an hour. This is a an 18 mile stretch, um, with this much gain. If I can maintain this pace, it's going to get me there, you know, right before sunset and or sunrise. And then I know as soon as that sun comes out, no matter how shitty I'm feeling, it's going to be great. Like yeah. I'm going to feel good again. Um, and in this last race at Tahoe, I went, 37 hours without sleep so i saw two uh sunrises without sleep and uh you know like clockwork when that when that sun comes up even though i haven't slept in in 30 plus hours uh i felt wide awake again yeah um so yeah that's that's how i do it yeah i like the uh the office i love the office is the move (laughs) yeah i think you know that that compartmentalization like the math i i do that too but i think that's that's such a big piece piece of like any event right like if it's 200 miles or 100 or 50 or whatever like you you any of these things that are really hard right like you and i were talking about this a little bit before we started the show but um 
it's like insurmountable going into it, right? Mm -hmm. You really almost can't process like what it's going to be like and and the work it's going to take and how, you know, shitty you're going to feel. And so you have to just like do it in chunks, right? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, like it's this much to the next aid station. And that seems, that seems manageable, right? right? Okay, I'm going to get there and I'll reset and refuel. You know, I try to be, for me, I, I feel like the more, almost like the more like task oriented I can be, yep. right? Like, okay, get to like, these are my things when I get to the aid yep. station, I do this that stuff what, yeah. and, the, and then I can try to reset and then yep. I do that again and again yep. and again. Yeah. What's the, like, were you, were you really strung out between aid stations? You said like 18 miles? Like, oh like, yeah. Really? I mean, yeah, there were a couple of like six, seven mile stretches between eight, but for the most part it was around 20. There were four or five so 20 like mile stretches times to yourself yeah i mean yeah i think the longest stretch at bigfoot was almost 10 hours between eight yeah um Ugh. and at tahoe i think the longest stretch is probably about seven hours between eight yeah um but it's like you said i mean i don't i don't have like a a, a set plan when i get to the station before the race but while i'm out there i'm, I'm definitely making a, a mental checklist of this is what needs to get done when i get to the next day station right. i do try to have like a carrot dangling at the aid station whether it be like my favorite candy or uh, and sometimes I, I'd end up, you know, passing and not having it. But I, in every, you know, drop bag, every aid station, I have something that I think I'm going to want at that section. So if I, I can start looking forward to it, sometimes far earlier than I should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's amazing what, like, little things. Small rewards. Yeah. 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 You know, you things that you wouldn't care at all about. Right. Coming, you know, yeah. on a Tuesday morning or something, like if you're in the race, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I think it's. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I think that the, like that, just how people compartmentalize, you know, that process right. is is really is really cool. Um, for you, I mean, you said like you're though we joke like the belt buckle is your why, which is which is which is, which is, which is legitimate. Like yeah. I think that's a that's a fine yeah. uh, that's a fine reason to to go after these things like a like a hat and yeah. a belt buckle uh, and some free like you know bars and yeah pick up back but um, <laughs> um that's what keeps me fueled through the week it's right the race swag yeah. that i get during the week or during the weekend um you know is it do you like is it for you is it is it the mental or the physical you know like do you enjoy the uh and i think you probably have to enjoy both maybe but you know, what, what for you, you know, is the like driver. I know? certainly enjoy the mental part more. I don't yeah. like doing the work. Like someone asked me recently, uh, if, uh, process or product. And I said, and everyone said process. And I was like, fuck the product. I want, <laughs> I, I, I want, I want the, I want the shiny toy at the end. Yeah. Right. You know, I know. Uh, if I could do it without doing the work, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, right. which like is, I think anybody who says like, I mean, you kind of like, I, I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Like you gotta love the process. I'm like, but yeah, like for the outcome. <laughs> and and I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating to an extent. I, I do appreciate the process. I understand it's necessary. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, I, it's a lot of work and I would like to, I would like it to be easier, but it's not. And that's, you know, you have to, you have to put in the work to, to do these things. And, you know, sure, the belt buckle is part of my why, but I think the, the bigger part is I, uh, I like the reminder of, of how strong I am and, and, uh, and, and what's possible if you want something. And cause I'm just, I'm a, you know, I'm not an elite athlete. I'm an average dude that, that works hard and, and can get it done. And, uh, a lot of that is, you know, kind of mental strength and, and just wanting it enough. And I think it's really cool to see what the, uh, what the human body can do for us if we want it to and where it can take us. And 
I just love being outside and, and, and this is a great way to see a lot over a really short period of time. Right. Um, so, yeah. 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 I think that's that piece that I think that resonates a lot with, <clears throat> with ultra distance folks is that piece of like realizing that the potential, mm-hmm. right? like that there's more, you know, we, we have it pretty, <laughs> we, we have it pretty easy, right? Like on our day and our, uh, like me and you and like, you know, our kind of like existence in, in Western culture and, it is, yeah. and it's pretty soft, yep. right? Like we don't have soft, to, yeah, too, we don't yeah. have to, right. I mean, we work hard, but we don't have to work hard to like get our needs taken right. care of. And, and so, and not that that's, you know, a, a reason you should go run ultras and stuff, but I think it's, it's nice to get in touch with that. Right. I've heard that with like, and I, it's honestly like a big piece of it for me. Like there's, you don't, so few people get the opportunity to explore their boundaries. Yep. Right. And so if you can see what that looks and feels like, right. That's a really special experience. Yeah. You know, that I think one, it's a luxury to have it, obviously, like if you can, you know, have the time and energy and, and to do these things. But, um, but yeah, I think that's just a really, that's a really special thing. Like on the yeah. other side of it, right. You're like, Oh yeah. man, like it right. worked out. <laughs> and I, mean, I think that's a really cool feeling. Like, it, it, you know, I like being, I like not knowing if I'm going to be able to do it, you know, mm-hmm. like I like genuinely being uncertain of, you know, can I accomplish this? Yeah. And like how, how often do we really not know if it's going to work out? Right. Right. Like things are pretty yeah. well mapped out, yeah. you know? And so, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a, it's cool to, you know, you mentioned, you know, Western modern day and how things are pretty soft, but you know, everything is happen at the same time and everyone's busy and out there it's, it's pretty single focused, you know, it's right. one foot in front of the other for, you know, three days. And that's, you know, how, when do you get the chance to do that? So yeah, that's a pretty cool feeling. You know, you have one job and you have a small backpack and you're just moving forward and yeah, it's nice. Yeah, there's a great distillation of, of everything in endurance sports, right? Like all yeah. these periphery things that you, that happened throughout the week and mm-hmm. month and the training leading up to it. I mean, all that's kind of busy and hectic and you're managing training load. And then you arrive on race day and you start the task. And then it's just like, then you're just moving. Yep. Right. It's it. just like eating and moving. Yep. And yep. every, every 20 minutes you put a new episode of the office on. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my like most favorite thing. I, I got to figure out how to get it to autoplay. That would really, Oh I, yeah. I probably would have finished in like 50 hours. if I. Yeah. <laughs> You have a, a full day left if you could have gotten. <laughs> you spent twelve hours pushing yeah, play. Yeah, pushing play. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the that's the move. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I guess back to the 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 mental piece a little bit. Like, do you think? Um, I'm always kind of in <laughs> in the quest for like, uh, and I know it doesn't exist, but I this like kind of silver bullet you know like what's the what's the piece that because i feel like working with athletes it i feel like i'm not saying that everybody doesn't have i think everybody has the potential yeah potentially to do these types of things but certainly some people seem to be more predisposed right or more uh have the capacity to handle it more or not you know what like is there, and you work with a lot of athletes too, like, like what's the, where are we, like, yeah, so, what, you know, is, is there something you see or is there something that, like, allows people, you think, to have the, like, mental strength 
Right, because I mean, I think too, like thinking about the training, right? Like, it takes a lot of work, right? Right, like, would it be great if you could show up and <clears throat> just execute it? And maybe some yeah. people can, but people like me and you, I, I certainly always right. just put in a ton of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what from like A to B, right, or A to Z, what gets you out of bed? You know, what's that like? Pro- you know, it just takes so much work, and it's such a long commitment, right? Like, cer- certainly, yeah. you started back in the winter, right? Probably or early yeah. spring, and, yeah. Um, like, what's that, you know, what's it take to, like, get you through? And how do you stay focused? Because, I mean, I think it's so easy to crack mentally. Your body can handle it. Right. right. And I think that's, if assuming the training and you got a good coach and, you know, so all that's going to be dialed. Right. And, that, I mean, that's a big, big part of it is, you know, finding someone to, you know, build an accountability network, um, build a team, you know, whether it's your coach, your PT, your your spouse, your your kids, you know, get everyone on board and, and tell everyone you know, everyone and their brother and sister that, that this is what you're doing. Uh, I think the, the more you put it out there, the harder it is to, to back out and not do the work. Right. Um, and not just like shout from the mountaintops, hey, look at me, this is what I'm doing. But build a team and get people on board um, with your goals and, you know, tell them how they can help you and like and reward them and, and make them, you know, part of the, the whole journey. Um, I think I think that's a huge part of it. Like I have a huge network of, of friends and family that you know, it's a, it's a pretty selfish endeavor, right? Running 200 miles. Like it's, it's, it's a hundred percent for me. Like I'm not right. doing this for anyone else. And like it, it does take other people's time and, and, and commitment. And, uh, but you know, you know, I think it's, uh, it's worth it to get other people on board. And I think you can, you know, I'm not doing this to inspire people. That's I'm, I'm, I'd be lying if I said I was, but I think I do, um, uh, to a degree. And, you know, sure. some people seem to think it's really cool and, and like following along. So I think the more, people you can get on your team, the, the more, um, successful you can be in the day to day. And then from a, you know, like mental perspective, uh, you know, what I tell my athletes and what I tell myself is when you do have to really want this, there's no doubt it's going to be really, really fucking hard. Um, there's going to be a lot of points where you want to quit, but I, I, you know, I want my athletes and and I do it myself to ask, you know, if I quit right now, am I going to the hospital? Is that my next stop? Or am I going to, you know, am I going back to the hotel? Yeah. Am I going out to breakfast tomorrow morning? Right. You know, if the answers are, are not, I'm going to the hospital, then, you know, we, we signed up for this. We're, yeah. we're you know, what we're doing this. Yeah. You know, I really think, you know, acute injury, sure, those happen and you have to stop. But yeah. other than that, yeah, you're going to want to quit, but that's not an excuse to do so. Um, and I think you need to start with building that mentality, you know, the day you sign up for the race. Like, right. Um, so I think that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I love your that point is so great. <laughs> I anyone who who like my training partners can probably attest to this, and honestly my athletes too, because I. But I that idea that like, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I always try to, you know, to have that perspective to be like, okay, great, is this thing is this thing hard? Yeah. Absolutely. Does it last a long time? Sure, but does it last a long time in relation to? Like a year yeah, we or just a week. Great, that's what she said. Joke. <laughs> Do it, dang. Yeah. Is this All thing right. hard? Does it last a long time? Ah, uh, shit. All right, we'll edit it. We'll right. go back. That's post. That's post production. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, like you know it doesn't. That's a great point. Like, I I've always said like at the end of the day or when it's over, you get to go back to the hotel room, right. take a hot shower, get yeah. a good meal. Like, it's not that. And I try to go in with that perspective, like in the moment, sure, does it last a long time? Are you tired? Have you been out there for over a day? Yeah, sure, that's all well good. But it's really still not 
it's not that bad, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, you still, you go back and you're comfortable. Yeah. Right. So like a little bit of discomfort, if you're not going to the hospital, right. if you're not terminally injured right. or something, like, you know, it's not, again, kind of back to like, we get to go back to these really yeah. like, you know, comfortable existences, right? Yep. So these moments of discomfort, they don't last that long in relation to, right. you know, and a lot of, even, you know, so a lot of folks that aren't doing things that last overnight or multiple days, you know, was it last a day, yeah. right? You go out and you do, you know, hundred mile mile bike race. That's right. very hard, but it's a day, right? Right. And then you're done and you can have a beer at the finish line and yeah. your family's there or friends or whatever. And you cheers your buddies and like, that's it. It's yeah. over. And you get to go back, you know, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. I think that my point is, is that, you know, that perspective I think helps kind of like shape how you go about it. Yeah. Right. And I think, yeah, you have to build that early. You know, that can't be something you, you know, you devise during the race. You, right. You, 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 know, you can't be like, oh, yeah, like that's. <laughs> you know, that's something that, you know, you have to practice. And, it, and it, it might just be, you know, a minute a day of, you know, thinking about, you know, what you what you signed up for, what you got yourself into here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, yeah, I mean, I, that perspective. And I think I love the, that, that selfish piece too, right? I think a lot of athletes beat themselves up because they really struggle with the time they have to commit, right. you know? And I, and I think a lot of it is just kind of, you have to make peace with that and have a discussion with the people that you care about and, you, and, mm-hmm. and everybody has to be on board it has right. to be a shared goal. If it's something that you're really passionate about and, and it's important to you and your self-worth or your goals to see that through, you got to have everybody on board, right? Mm-hmm. Like your wife and your, your husband, your kids, your family, whatever your support group coach, can't be moving in different directions you know and so if you're feeling guilty it's because potentially you haven't had the right conversations with the people or or there needs to be a goal adjustment right Right. like i mean but that the guilt the reason i bring that up is because that just like that festers in your mind right like as you take six eight months a year to train right if that's how you feel every time you go out for a training you're not going to get the most out of that yeah you're 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 going to feel awful you know yeah just like and it builds and builds, and you got to get up the next morning and do it. And especially with ultra running, you got to like stack runs, right? So it's not just one long day; right. it's like a lot of long days. And yeah. so, yeah, it's not only just like your Saturday morning; it's your Sunday morning; yeah. it's your Tuesday morning, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah, just trying to that expectations, right? And I've I've talked a lot about that with athletes. Like, let's start early and often to like set up the like kind of mental pathway right so you move in the right direction so there's no surprises like you said like you can't come up with that stuff the day of the race you right can't be like oh shit like that's what i should have talked about <laughs> right you know like oh yeah. that's why my family was mad at me right you know like yeah like get ahead of it you yep. know and then and then also i think that helps outline if you want it bad enough right, right? like if if you're not if you don't want to have those conversations or you don't want everybody on board then, then maybe then you, then that's an expectation adjustment, yeah. right? Like do a different. You don't have to do super long stuff. You don't have to do any of this. You stuff. don't have to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah you can go to you can just go to yeah. you know breakfast every morning yeah. with your buddies, and that's that's a win. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's what we should do. That's yeah. the move. Right. That's yeah. my next. That, the more we talk about it, the more that sounds yeah. like the move. That's my next triple crown. I'm gonna find three brunch places and just. <laughs> crush them just three epic days of brunch. Just, and just and stay up the whole time oh yeah well, that'd yeah. be the easy part yeah yeah i'll, I'll train for it <laughs> oh man so i <laughs> the 
brunch and uh, we've had some great ones. We can get a headphone splitter and listen to The Office. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me and you and s- table silence yeah. listening to The Office eating brunch. Sounds great. God, this is... All right, well, I'm staying in Boulder. <laughs> We're doing that. We're doing that where you're leaving. Damn. Yeah. Um, next time. Next time. I'll come back. Okay. I'll fly in special. Perfect. <laughs> we can meet halfway in Wyoming. That's something. I love Wyoming. <laughs> it's going to be hard to find brunch places in Wyoming. Yeah, well, I'm going to make it more challenging. Yeah. Oh, I might yeah. have to drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this is great. It's going to be a 36-hour road trip, 72-hour road trip. Um, so, you know, what, again, kind of back to the, like, silver bullet question, but what do you, is there... I'm always, so there's been a huge uptick in like ultra distance, mm-hmm. right? Like the 200 now exists, right? right. So it didn't exist what, a couple of five years ago, yeah, a handful of seasons ago. Um, now there's a lot of, there's a lot of hundred milers. There's, mm-hmm. a, I mean, specific to ultra running, but honestly, like, I mean, huge uptick in ultra distance gravel races on the bike, yep. uh, multi-day events on the mountain bike, um, uh, things like uh, hot route on the road, right? These like things that are lasting longer, they're harder, they're yep. bigger terrain, and so, but that's happening because there's a bigger interest, right? Yeah. More athletes are are moving from, I guess what I you know, quote unquote traditional uh, disciplines, right? Right. Uh, not that they aren't still popular, but you know, cross country mountain bike racing, crit racing, more traditional road races. Um, like what, you know, and I guess, you know, from an athlete, but also from the fact that, you know, you talk to a lot of athletes and coaches, like why, why, why the hell is anybody, you know, it seems really interesting to me being in endurance sports for for a long time myself and, and have been, and, and having a specialty in ultra distance yeah. sports personally for a long time, Yeah, ever, no one gave a shit about what I was doing. Right. You know, and thought like, like until like five years ago. Yeah. And now like what's what's driving people it's gotta be in their head to some degree, right? Like what's yeah. what is it that's the upsweep or the uptick and all this stuff? Um I mean I'm telling this is a guess. This is just my 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 guess, but I you know I think and, and it, it's a guess that stems from why I do it. Um you know, I had a hard time getting faster in the so so called traditional disciplines. You know, I I, right. I tried a few marathons and uh couldn't get faster and I didn't I also did I knew what it would take to get faster and I didn't enjoy that type of training. Mm-hmm. Um but I still wanted a way to kinda, you know, feed the ego and do things that I thought was, you know, were epic. So I, I, I pushed the, the ultra distances and, and I think from there there's a shift between, you know, you're you're you stop I mean, you're still competing against others, but you stop competing against others more so, and you're competing against a course. You're competing against a distance, um, and it's it's less of a how fast can I do this, and more of a can I do this. Right. Um, and I think it, it makes it makes that um, wow factor more accessible, um, mm-hmm. easier to grab than than say you know smashing a marathon in two thirty. And you know, to an extent, I mean, in my opinion, it's easier to train for a two hundred mile race than a than a two thirty marathon. Um, yeah. You know, like that's I mean, speed work yeah. is hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, and yeah. and you know, not not that I'm averse to hard work, obviously, but yeah. um, so that would be my guess is that uh, it it makes attaining that wow factor uh, easier. Um, and easier is a funny word because it's it it's right. not easier, but yeah, you yeah. know you know what I mean. It's yeah. uh, right, right. that's that's my guess. I could be wrong, but yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's a good point. Yeah, like I as 
Yeah. You know, maybe there's a population. I've thought about this week. Maybe there's a population of people that have been in endurance sports for a while. And as that population has gotten older, it becomes almost easier, yeah. right? To like do go low and slow right. and longer than to get fast again, right? Yeah. Like as your, you know, metabolism, you know, physiologically as that right. population ages and not that you can't go fast when you're getting older, but you know, maybe that's the shift too, where there's, you know, there's shifts in their career and, you know, right. you know, you have these people that have been in it for yeah. a long time, although there's certainly like a huge influx of new folks, right. that, like their first thing is ultra distance. Yeah. I mean, we talk to those athletes all the time where they're like, yeah, I rode bikes or ran back yeah. in, you know, high school, college when I was 20, 30 years old. Now they're 40, 50 years old and they, they, they're like, I want to do a hundred miler yeah. or a 50 mile or 50 K, you know, or a big mountain run or something. Yeah. Um, a lot of those ultra distance athletes that I talk to that are coming, you know, at an older age, they, they, um, you know, like you said, we're probably, a, you know, an athlete earlier in their life and they don't like looking at their former times and and knowing they can't attain them now. Right. Um, and that no matter how hard they work, they, they wouldn't be able to attain them. So yeah. that could be part of the shift too. Yeah. Like new, back to the expectation thing, like, uh, they, it's a new way to like frame your goals, right? right? Like you have to be realistic about your expectations. Right. And if you realize you're not going to run sub three in your road marathon, yeah. maybe that even you did before, then this, you don't have to worry about that yeah. anymore, right? Like, well, yeah. I'm going to go sub 10 and a 50 K or right. whatever, you know, sub 20, yeah. whatever the, the time is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. Um, so what's the, um, like the key piece for you other than the office, um, <laughs> what's the key piece for you in, 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 tackling these these types of events and like and i think at like you know coming from like some long trail stuff and some you know ultra and then presumably moving forward to like different goals right mm-hmm. like once you once you inevitably crush the triple crown which i have mm-hmm. no doubt you will um what's what's the the like the piece that remains constant like what do you need to like move through these different goals right like what's your driver to to say like oh i'm gonna do this next hard thing yeah. right i'm gonna reset and and do you know reset for moab right i mean it's like you know what's that for for you i think that's different for everybody right or maybe i'm wrong but yeah um yeah no i'm not 100 percent sure what it is for me um why am i doing these <laughs> yeah, right. um i mean i have that thought all the time yeah no i mean it's uh you know, it's just, I, I love the structure of it. And, uh, you know, it gives me a reason to, to stay active. It gives me the opportunity to eat whatever I want, which sounds kind of ridiculous, but I really like eating. And this is a way to kind of fuel that passion. Yeah. Um, pizza, 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 pizza fueled runner. Pizza fueled runner. Um, <laughs> but, you know, how I reset and kind of focus on the next goal is, you know, I, I and that's what I've been doing with the Triple Crown is I don't I haven't thought about Moab in, until after Tahoe I didn't think about Tahoe until after Bigfoot um, at all like I didn't you know didn't look at the website you know, I just kept it out of my mind so I, yeah. I'm typically focused on on the next goal there's there's you know bucket list goals in the future even ones that I'm signed up for but they're not you know they're not forefront I don't I just think uh, part of that uh, mental game is to you know focus on the task at hand uh, right. what's next and then then work on wrapping your head around what's next it's yeah. kind of like the same strategy during the race is like, I'm not trying to get to the finish line. I'm trying to get to the next aid station. Right. So, um, yeah. it's a good metaphor for life, right? Like you yeah. almost can't, 
you can't think about it too much. I mean, back to that, like compartmentalization, Yeah. like it, it gets, you know, if you think about like everything you got to do and it's, all your responsibility, yeah. like, you got to narrow it down. It's daunting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and I, 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 I tell that to athletes a lot, you know, cause we think about like, you have your macro goals, yeah. right? Like maybe we have like a three year plan, you know, you want to get to X, like a big thing. Right. Um, but you can't, you got to start, you got to start, right? Like you just got to, you got to start, you got to move forward with your training, with your expectations, with the communication thing we talked about. And, yeah. And I think that's, I see so many athletes get overwhelmed yeah. and get burned out because I think that they're focused on, they stay so focused on the, on the end right. result, yeah. right. Or the end thing that they're trying to, to get to. Right. And they feel like they're not making progress. They feel like it's slow. Yeah. And like, well, today is the thing you can control, right? Right, like just what do we got to get out of bed? Yeah. You got to execute. Yeah, uh, you got to focus on what you can do today, and then tomorrow is another thing. Yeah, right. And then like before you know it, you're yeah. you're at the start of the race. I mean, the way I look at it is, there was a a guy I flip flopped with all race at Tahoe, and he was 69 years old. And um, right. I'm thinking, holy crap, man! I, I hope I can do that. You know, this guy was super consistent in and out of eight stations, like not like he didn't do anything. Um, and yeah, I'd love to be doing that at 69, but who knows, you know? Yeah. So, the, you know, kind of the, the why I'm going to continue to do hard things and, and sign up for the next thing is, and, you know, not, not well, I'm just not overdoing it. The guy who's running three 200-mile races. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not. Yeah, um, not you know, really. but I'm, I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can, you know? I mean, it, it might not be forever. I hope it is, but, um, you know, until then, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to continue doing it because it's something I enjoy. So, you know, yeah. do something you enjoy in a smart way for as long as you can. That's kind of... My, right. my recipe for, for happiness yeah. you know yeah I, I try to, I think that's a great you know I, I always try to really encourage people I think about it the same way like for me personally it just is part of my existence like right. there's no end there's goals and there's ends to those goals there's finishes there's highs and lows and struggles and challenges right. but I just every year right yeah. it's just another you just gotta keep it's just an extension you of just, the yeah, passion. You just build yeah. on that or you do different things or that morphs into another yeah. concept or hard thing or you know and not every year has to be harder than the last right right like i think that's god i hope so yeah yeah you you're <laughs> topped out yeah like i don't i can probably now that i'm hanging out with you i gotta gotta help it but um you know i but i think i think people that's something that's important for folks to to understand or i yeah. try to i try to Tell people that like this is not a. I think it's not linear. Yeah, and I think you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure if you if it's if it's all if everything is hinged on one season and one race. Yep. And, like you got to think about it. Like it's a lifelong pursuit. Right. Or I, I I think it should be, or that's a certainly a good way to think about right. it. Right. It's like yeah, like this is great, but this just yeah. moves us good, bad, or indifferent. No matter how the day goes, yeah, it just moves us towards something else. See, I, I totally agree with you, and that's actually a big fear of mine right now. Is because I've no, I haven't, I've never DNF'd a race. Um, so yeah. for, for me, right now, it, it you know, I, 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 I've never known anything but quote unquote success. I've had bad races, right? Um, so that I mean, while I agree with that concept, I, I fear what what the inevitable will bring. Yeah. Um, and when it comes, I'll deal with it. But you know, yeah. Um, I mean, I do. I feel like if you put yourself out there enough. Failure is inevitable. Oh, it's gonna happen, right? Like, yeah. I mean, right. yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've DNF'd, but I've, I've also been pretty kind of similar to you. Like, I've m more often than not been pretty lucky. I've felt not as good as I thought I was gonna feel, right. or had, 
but I've been able to, but yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Right? Like if you, and I, I think that's, that's a big mental piece I think too, for athletes is like, you have to make peace with the, with the possibility of failure. Sure. And that keeps people from showing up. Right. Right. Like they're like, well, it's easier to just do this thing that's comfortable right. because I know I can do it. Right. Right. And I, I mean, that's kind of, you shortchange yourself. Yeah. Right. And we could talk, you know, that of course, like you could talk about life yeah. and everything else. <laughs> right. But you know, I, and I try to encourage athletes to like, like, let's not do a thing that, you know, like if you're fit enough to do this thing now, that's not the thing we should be doing. Right. Or, I mean, there's tune up races and all that stuff and that's, sure. that's fine. But like goals, like things that are really going to drive you yeah. and like move the needle. It's super cliche, right? But it needs to scare you. And yeah, you know, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, everybody like do something that scares you yeah. every day or whatever, but you know, which is, I mean, you know, okay, yeah. whatever. Like not every day. I don't yeah. be scared every day. <laughs> it's almost October. Yeah. That's, what, that's what haunted houses are for. Yeah. yeah, we can. Yeah. That's, that's on our brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We'll do haunted houses. We'll time it around Halloween. I bet there's some real scary ones in Wyoming. You'd have to imagine like some barns and <laughs> yeah. stuff and some, yeah. yeah. I'm horrified. Of, like I'm, I'm a baby. Oh, wow. I'm not, we're not good. Oh. I can't do it. Okay. You're going to go on your own. I'll right. sit in the car. Sure. I'll eat my set pancakes up, in the up, car. Set, set up the aid station. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's that's just like such a a big piece that people have a hard time wrapping their head around is, or yeah, like just committing to that potential or opportunity for failure. Yeah, and then but I, but it makes it sweeter, right? Like if once if you do do it, right, or even if you don't do it. There's, there's like, that's where your lessons are learned. Right? And it's, I mean, it's also super rewarding to come really close to failure and, and, and avoid it. You know, right. I've had that happen plenty of times. And yeah. that's, oh, I mean, there's, there's yeah. no, no better feeling than, than, you know, kind of scraping the, uh, you know, the edge there and, and, and right. then hanging on. So, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, that's great. I, I think, yeah, well, you and I have a very similar, <laughs> this idea of like, uh, this like softness, right? Yeah. Like it's, but, it, and it's okay to be uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Like that you can, you can fail and you can, you can kind of butt up against this, this uncomfortable feeling for a relatively short period of time. Yeah. And regardless of the outcome, like it's a, it's a win, yeah. right? And you're like, Oh, I'm at, for me, that's the biggest piece is I, for mentally on the other side of whatever it is from a challenge perspective, there's growth there. Yeah. Right. Like that. It, and I honestly, I want it to work out. I want it to go well, but if it doesn't, like I'm, I'm equally as excited to see what happens. Right. Right. You're like, I don't know what's good. Like, this yeah. is awful. Yeah. Like I wonder what's on the other side of this. Right. Yeah. And one, I mean, one thing I've learned is it, it, especially in ultra distance stuff is, um, yeah, it's not going to last. Like, uh, like the going back to the, you know, 15 lows that, that means there's 15 highs. Right. Um, or at least 15, not lows. Um, <laughs> 15 medias. Yeah, right. <laughs> 15 um, neutrals. I've had so many things that I were like, well, this is going to end my race. That's it. It's done. And then you know, in, in a few hours, it's, it's not an issue anymore. Right. Um, you know, the heat, the body's, uh, incredibly capable of, uh, of masking those things and, and, and moving through things like that. And, yeah. um, but I think that it just goes back to that, you know, mental game and knowing, you know, that that's a possibility because if you don't know, and if you think this is the way it is now, yeah, you might drop right then and there. Right. Yeah. The body, you know, it's a tool that's designed to be pushed. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, like it's never going to last forever. Right. It's pretty good at adapting in real time. Yep. Right. And if you can go into any situation with the mindset that like I, it, it will, it will fade. Yeah. I'll overcome it eventually. Yeah. And 
this won't always feel as shitty as it does right now. Right. You know, but I mean, training for, you know, ultra distance stuff is it's building a really specific machine. You know, you're training, you're, you know, building elasticity and, and, uh, and just making yourself able to bend really far before you break. Right. Um, and you know, I think that's why, you, you know, you, you start early and you build a, a smart base and, yeah. um, you know, you can, you can really get your body prepared for some crazy, crazy long stuff. Yeah. I feel like ultra distance stuff just builds like a, a, a well of like patience. Yeah. You know, like I, I find me like when you go, when you have the training and the racing and you go through it and it just like, it's so, um, it's so, uh, like, uh, taxing. Yeah. Right. That like when you get up back and like, I find that like when I go back to work or like I'm hanging out with friends, I'm like, well, I could put up with anything. Yeah. You know, like you, like, you know, I'm talking, you know, whatever, like you have works, the challenges and right. that. And like, it's just like, it's a lens yep. through which like everything is projected through. Yeah. Right. And you're I, like, well, that's not bad. Yeah. It, cha- it really opens up a whole new perspective of, of kind of what hard is or what uncomfortable right. is. You right. Know? And that's, I mean, that's, that's a reason for doing it in and of itself is sure. just to kind of get that perspective and appreciate what, what isn't hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, this now Monday morning, so right. it seems so good. Right. Right. Like, well, you yeah. know, I got my coffee yeah. and I'm like, it's, everything's yeah. nice. I got to go to this like meeting, but that's not that big yeah. of a deal. Totally. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's awesome. Um, all right, Kevin, it's been awesome having you on the show, man. I really appreciate uh, your time. It's yeah. Been a good chat. And, Sweet. uh, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing with us, uh, all of your, your highs and lows and insights <laughs> on, on being a madman. Yeah. Thanks. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for listening to another episode of Endurance Minded. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Kevin. Um, a special thanks to Kevin and all the folks at Training Peaks for hosting the Endurance Coaching Summit. Myself, as well as the entire TUC staff, had a fantastic time. And I can't wait to go back next year. Uh, remember to rate, subscribe, uh, and share. Uh, this podcast anywhere that you listen iTunes, Google Play, Spotify you can also get it on the TEC website that's thomasenduranceCoaching.com you can also visit the TEC website for tons of resources on our blog or to speak with a coach about training thanks again for tuning in and look forward to seeing you next time